One of my absolute favorite resources for learning interviewing skills and just learning how to conduct yourself as a podcaster in general is those old late night talk shows hosted by the likes of Johnny Carson, David Letterman in the 80s when he was actually funny, Dick Cavett, people like that. There's just something about that era of television that makes the late night shows of today here in 2021 rather cringeworthy by comparison. Although there was a rough plan on what questions to ask, what movies or books to pitch, the conversations themselves appear to be genuinely spontaneous, like Don Rickles or Rodney Dangerfield or Buddy Hackett on The Tonight Show, for example. The guest and the host, they feed off each other, and they're both genuinely hilarious in their own right, and between them, they just create really, really funny stuff in the moment. And fortunately, it's captured on uh, camera and was on TV and now it's on YouTube. These days, I can't even watch stuff like Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel for longer than five minutes because everything on that show is not only planned but scripted almost to a T. It seems that every single guest has some sort of monologue prepared and the host just, well, they just ask the right question, feed into that monologue. They do their bit. They hit the seven minute mark and they cut to commercial, do that for four or five segments and then the show's done and you just get on with life. That's not entertainment. It's like a neatly baked tray of cookies with zero dough coming out of those little things that you use to shape the cookies. It's a OCD producer's dream, perhaps, but real entertainment doth not allow, in my humble yet accurate opinion. It seems to more or less mimic society as a whole. You have this three-by-five card of allowable opinion that you must not stray from lest you be that guy who actually has an opinion, who's ostracized from the herd because he shares a view that is born out of genuine curiosity or conviction. People fear for their jobs, even businesses that rely too heavily on a single social media platform. Lives are literally destroyed for voicing a single opinion on Twitter that strays too far from what's deemed acceptable by the herd and those who feign to lead it. Things like this are why I made the decision during my last days in the army in 2015 that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was not going to be uh, beholden to the man or teaching gigs and lessons, uh, uh, performing gigs and lessons. It wasn't going to be me. I was going to be an entrepreneur, and I was going to use the podcasting medium to make it happen. I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. Now, in the first days, first couple of years, there were a lot of uncertain moments. There were definitely plenty of mistakes made on my part. But you know what? Eventually, things began to fall into place. And it wasn't just accident. It wasn't just random. It's because I was just doing the work. And I do believe in that concept of the law of attraction to a certain extent, where if you're actually doing the work and you're working hard, you do attract that which you put your focus and your energy into. I don't believe in the law of attraction where you just say, I believe this and I summon all of the forces of the universe to make this happen, but I'm not going to do any work. Now, I don't think that that's what the law of attraction means. And I don't think that, truth be told, the people who 
promote the law of attraction. I don't think that that's what they believe either. It's a, a bit kind of a convenient for people who are lazy to just say, well, I tried. I brought the forces of the universe into my into existence and well, nothing happened. Well, you also didn't do any work or you didn't you didn't work hard enough, I should say. So, all that to say that 6 years later, here in 2021, guess how I make my living? Producing podcasts. I'm also starting this podcast. I have I'm uh, overseeing a couple of other podcasts. It's working out. I've even brought on some new talent to teach the craft of podcasting. And it's helped to lighten my workload a bit so that I can focus on things that not just sustain the business, but actually grow the business. Things are going well, and I'm grateful for that. This craft has enabled something for me, something that we all crave, location independence. In my case, it's to live with my wife here in Vietnam while her visa to live in the United States goes through the approval process. And it's going to take a while, but here I am doing my work, not missing a beat. Even with all the travel from the U.S. to Vietnam, hit all my deadlines. Now, location independence means something different for everybody on the earth. It could simply mean working from home or the nearby Starbucks or the coffee shop and not sitting in traffic for 30 minutes to drive to an office while men who aren't their husbands sniff their perfume and check out their body. It's different for everyone. This is what has motivated me over the years to just keep on slogging through to the point where things uh, resemble success and things are getting stronger and better with each passing week. These are the principles that guide my decisions for this business such as promoting a mobile app through Learnistic that's not dependent on the whims of the people running Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts. If you want to check out the mobile app that I've created using the Learnistic platform, just go to committedmedia.org and there's a quick uh, form for you to fill out. Enter your email address so we can give you, give you instant access to all of the offerings that we have. And they are numerous. There's a lot available for free. And there's a few courses that are going to cost a little bit of money, but they will be worth the investment, I promise. So that's committedmedia.org, and there is a lot to come down the pipeline. So stay tuned. <laughs>